This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody. Welcome to a Friday edition of 7 Minutes of Saints. Our daily Saints Happy Hour podcast, Andrew. This one is free because of our friends at Geek. They have the best app for finding tickets. They have uh, the red the, their rating system. Green means that you're getting a good deal. Yellow means you're getting an okay deal. Red means the deal is kind of crappy, but they're upfront with you about the pricing. It's awesome. Go there now and use the code ACAA. You get twenty dollars off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on. So just do it now. Use the code ACAA. Uh, geek, geek, it's amazing. Life's an event. Have the tickets. All right, Andrew. So the draft was last night. I think it's been fantastic for the Saints. First of all, they didn't burn any assets and didn't trade up, which I was excited about. And here's the thing about the draft, and, and, and I said this on Twitter, and you can argue with, me, argue with me if you want. But I feel like because we didn't really pay attention to the draft, and because the Saints had no picks, right, so we didn't care. So we didn't do this deep draft analysis like we have been the last couple of years, or like 2017, where me and you were literally doing mock drafts every single fucking day between <laughs> us and, and simulating it and trying to figure out who's going to be at Who's going to be there? They're going to pick first. Who's going to be at 32? So which, was fun, which was fun at the time. It was fun. fun. And, you, and you were like, dude, I'm ready for this draft. You knew like the top 80 prospects backwards and fucking forwards. So when, when you know the draft that deep, you get excited about players that are dropping, right? But because yeah. I didn't do any research last night, I was like, I don't know any of these players. I don't give a shit. Don't trade up. Because I didn't know them, so I don't care. So I'm not invested. So it made me very excited to see the Saints not trade up, and I wasn't invested in any of these offensive linemen or whoever was falling, so I didn't care. So I was pumped that the Saints didn't trade up because I'm not invested in any of these players. Well, the interesting thing to me just watching this draft was I think we got to pick 25, and there was not a single receiver or corner taken. And when you can sit in one running back, so, I mean, it's, you know, the lack of playmakers. Now, the running back thing is not shocking, but I, I, in this day and age, when you look at how the NFL is played, and it's all about making plays in the fourth quarter, it's all about you know, receivers making plays, it's about corners that can stop them. And for, for it, the NFL to go 25 picks without one of those two being selected, is just shocking to me. I think the draft ended with maybe what two receivers gone in one corner. So yeah. and that was that through thirty two picks. So uh just a weird, unexpected and I, yeah, I think I, we knew we knew it was gonna play this way a little bit based on the rankings, but still. Yeah, I think receiver teams were like it's deep at receiver. Yeah, it's deep but it's not really good. Like all the receivers are like low first round grades. Yeah. to, like, early third, and there's a ton of them in that range, and you can shuffle the deck however you want. 
But there was no receiver where you were like, that guy's awesome. I mean, like, I, don't, oh. I don't think Brandon Cooks is anything special. Like, he's not an elite receiver. Uh, I think he's a good receiver, you know. He's a, he's a good number two. But um, I, I don't even see anyone in this class that was like Brandon Cooks' quality. If Brandon Cooks came out this year, he'd have been a top 12 pick. Oh, yeah. yeah for a team I mean, that he, needed he's, a receiver. He's clearly so much better than any receiver in this draft. But yeah. that's, that's, that's the point, like. If I'm looking at a comp, I would say, like, the, the best receiver in this draft is, like, you know, uh, uh, who, who's the guy that Carolina just lost, Funches? Like, I don't know. Just, it, it, feels like fun, it feels like Devin Funches' quality, you know. It's like yeah, I mean, get I mean, you know, and because New England took a receiver, they picked some, uh, the guy out of Arizona State, he'll get, out, he'll get the, he'll get the new, he'll get the New England pixie dust sprayed on him and people will say he's wonderful, but he's like just a, you know, big tall guy that can't really run. I mean, if you of, read Nick Underhill, most uh, Patriots drafted receivers are pretty bad. Yes. <laughs> we miss you, Nick. Uh, so, but here's the reason I was really excited about the Saints draft yesterday is because Atlanta I didn't know what the fuck they were doing, but it looked like it was really awful. They tra- they drafted a guard in the top 15, and I know people are like, well, it's the spread the player, and he's good. It's a good pick. Here's the thing, though, man, Andrew, if, and, and people were getting on me on Twitter. If you draft the, if the Saints had drafted Jari Evans in the top 15, we'd have been like, that's a good pick. It wouldn't have been a great pick. Like, to me, if you pick a guard in the top 15 – Gary Evans is the baseline for what he better be because guard is not a value position and they have to fucking rock. That guard that Atlanta picked at 40, he better be like all world. And I don't think he is. Yeah. I'm, I'm just confused because the two big acquisitions that the Falcons made this offseason with Jamon Brown and James Carpenter, who are both guards. So, they they go in free agency and their two big spendings are guards, you know, and, and, and so then with the 15th pick, they draft a guard. So, so okay, like, and then, and then they trade back into the first round and they get a tackle, uh, a tackle who, by the way, I mean, you look at, now listen, uh, the NFL.com draft grades, ESPN draft grades, CBS draft grades, I mean, you, you can uh, – you can poke holes in those all you want, obviously. It's arbitrary. But when a guy is not top 100 on any of those three, and he, he's, just off, he's off the top. He's off the composite board. Like, that's a red That is a blinking red light at a nuclear facility. Yeah, and I'm not even saying, like, you know, the Falcons, like maybe they're on to something with this guy that, like, everyone else missed. I mean, that, that's possible, but, like, when you look at – the consensus grade on that guy, like, why would you give up a second and third to yeah. move up to go get him when, you know, they gave up 45 with their second-round pick. He, 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 That's only 14 spots lower. Like, they could have gotten this tackle at 45 if, if he was their guy, in my opinion. So, I, I think it's it, it's a very strange draft, yeah. a very strange it's, off-season it's basic, for the South. It's basically – the same, it's the same as it's Rick Leonard 2.0 that the Saints did last year, but the Saints only burned a fourth-round pick for right. Rick Leonard. They didn't trade up into the first round to get him. And look, like you said, we don't, draft grades are arbitrary, but dude, when nobody has a guy in the top 100, that's a bad sign. And 
and he looks like a roided up David Bowie. So uh, I'm just excited that Atlanta doesn't that, it, that Atlanta apparently does not know what they're doing, and that made up for the fact that Tampa took Devin White. So now I have to root against him, and he was one of my favorite LSU players. Uh, so that is very very disappointing. Um, yeah, well, I mean, the, the Falcons also re-upped on their right tackle, remember. And he, he's the guy that uh, that was owned by – he's always been owned by – Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Cam Jordan. So Ty Sabre, I don't know how you pronounce his name, but anyway. Cam Jordan was tweeting fresh meat. Yeah. Like well, but, but so it's weird. So you, you've got two new guards from free agency, a guard through the draft. You re-sign your right tackle. You still have Jay Met- Jake Matthews as your left tackle. And now you draft a right tackle in, in the in the draft, so in the first round. So, I mean, clearly this off season for the Falcons has been about not only solidifying their offensive line, but they're not confident these guys are going to work out. So they're throwing more stuff at the wall. It reminds me of the off season where the Saints signed David Hawthorne, Curtis Lofton, and Chris Chamberlain in the same off season, and they just binged on linebackers and they're like, "We need linebackers," so like. We're just going to get a bunch of guys, and hopefully a couple of them will be decent because, you know, we're done having problems at this position. So, you know, Atlanta will have some capable backups this year, but, like, man, when you talk about basically, I mean, it's like, I don't know. Have you ever played that game Risk before? Yeah. It's like, so, it's, like, you, it felt like the strategy where you put all of your armies on one country, and you're like, I'm just going to double down on this country and I'm going to try to win everything around me, and you just leave everything else exposed. And, I mean, clearly the Falcons felt like the priority was to protect Matt Ryan. Well, but... the, thing is, the thing is with with anything in the NFL, it's, it's asset allocation, right? Like how yeah. many assets do you pour into one thing? And it's why I was, I was arguing with people on Twitter all week. They were like, if Daniel Jones is there at 62, the Saints should pick him or they should trade up to get him. Because you can never have too many quarterbacks, and they don't have any quarterbacks signed. Uh, they don't have any quarterbacks signed for 2020, so they need to do that. I'm like, listen, motherfucker. They have 40 million dollars committed, and they have the highest 
cap hit of a quarterback, Drew Brees. They have the highest cap hit for a backup in Teddy Bridgewater. And they burned a third-round pick on Teddy Bridgewater. That is more than enough assets at quarterback. They've made the decision on the future quarterback. Whether you like it or not, you can't draft another dude at 62 that's not going to play or trade up and draft another dude at 62. It's too much assets at quarterback. And people were yelling at me and screaming at me, and then the Giants went and picked him six, so it was irrelevant. (laughs) And I don't even – I don't even know what the fuck the Giants are doing or the Raiders. But let's get to the Saints. They pick a 62 today. My one comment about that is clearly when you're 6'5", you have a big arm and and you're white and you went to Duke, clearly, like, there's going to be people that – and your MVP of the Independence Bowl, you gotta you gotta take gotta yeah. take them. I mean, so, obviously, people are gonna like him. Yeah. All right, so let's get to the Saints. They picked today at sixty-two. Um, I know, and, and Andrew, look, I'm not new around here. I know this is this is a less than zero percent chance of happening. But if the Saints would trade sixty-two for a future twenty twenty second round pick and a later pick this year and just punt on the entire draft, I would be so happy. And it's not that I think the Saints will have all their 2020 picks. I would just like them to trade out of this draft and use the assets to get a guy in October for, like, say, if all their corners have Ebola, trade that extra second-round pick that you got today for Patrick Peterson because they're going to do it anyway. So just trade the 2020 assets or the 2019 assets or whatever. Trade them for players that you know can help you. Instead of rookies, that's my thing. But they're not going to do that. But what do you expect at 62 today? Well, I mean, my, I've maintained all along. My prediction has been the Saints are going to do something really annoying, like go move up to 56 <laughs> and, and, you know, give up, like, a, a fourth-round pick next year. And you're just going to be like, why? Like, why? Like, couldn't you just wait six more picks, Mickey, and just be patient uh, so I, I still predict like the Saints are going to move up a few spots because they can't help themselves. They're going to see some guy they like. They're going to panic and they're going to feel like they have to go get him. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm 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 put I'm I'm predicting that now. My hope is that they'll stand pat. I, I really I would really like for them to come out of this with their drafting intact next year. I mean, that would be my ideal scenario. Um, you know, and it's not that. I think it's going to happen. It's not that, like, it's going to doom them forever if it doesn't happen. But, you know, like I said, it would, it would just be nice one year to go in with the capital, you know, without having to burn assets. So I would like to see them stay put at 62. I mean, it's not impossible, but unlikely, I think. Um, and then, you know, again, just pick the best player available. I, I think you know, when you talk about the mistake that Atlanta made, I, I think the problem with – going all in on offensive line and assuming the rest of your roster is fine is that a lot of times it's you, not. Don't know, you don't know where the problems are going to pop up. I mean, we saw that with the Saints. We, we saw that when they got Jareth Bird and they thought, like, hey, we only need to get one guy and that's, that's, that's all we need is a free yeah. safety that's a beast and then we're going to be fine. And, and you know what? Like, they weren't fine. There, there was a ton of holes on that roster that they weren't expecting. And so my point is things creep up that you don't expect. Yeah, and it's not just in, it's not just injuries, man. Like, you know. I mean, falling off a cliff. It, yeah. yeah, like, like look, granted, look, Ted Ginny got injured and stuff, but, like, his his fall off the cliff was kind of predicted, right? Like, we, we were like, eh, he's kind of old, and he had a great year with the Saints, and he might decline. But, like, a random dude, like Demario Davis, he's 30. 
he might just not be awesome, you know, and it might not be injury or whatever. Or, you know, they may – Jared Cook, he may not be any good. You know, so you just don't know. You don't know. And so the point is you want to get useful talent in the building. And if the best player available is a linebacker, you don't need a linebacker, but you take him. Or if it's a tight end, you don't really need a tight end because you got Jared Cook and, you know, Josh Hill's back. But but it's all about stocking the shelves for – that rainy day, yeah. and eventually eventually you're going to need it. Yeah, so before we get out of here, I want to remind everybody on Podbean to get your butt over to Patreon, and we had a bunch of people do it yesterday. Doug, Cindy, uh, Bob, I think, did it. So get yourself over to Patreon. My wife is frantically getting my the mailing. My wife is frantically getting the mailings prepared to get everybody a koozie that's on Patreon at the $3.28 level. Uh, you get a free koozie, so do it. Get over there now. And also, Andrew, we are going to have a live stream tonight probably about 15, 20, 25 minutes before the Saints pick at 62, whenever that is. So, everybody, be on the lookout. Go to our Facebook page, check our Twitter, and see the link, bookmark the link. We got it. I got it. It's all loaded up and ready to go. We're going to do a live stream when the Saints, right before the Saints are picking and right after. Um, so join us then, and uh, we'll see you later tonight. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.